Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Yeah, congratulations to both new grandmas. <laughs> uh, aren't you glad that Jesus isn't a baby anymore? <laughs> I'm really glad he was a baby because he, he truly did experience everything that we experience. Being completely dependent, not not able to do anything for himself, uh, to the point where he laid down his life for us, uh, and and really all the while that he lived, he he was laying down his life as God, because that had been laid down. And after his resurrection, he would pick that back up even though he never lost it. And that's part of the mystery that we embrace. <laughs> and so, yeah, in this season of the year, um, we celebrate the great incarnation, the great mystery of, of God becoming man. Uh, and, and the fact that Jesus is still a man. He's still God, but he's still a man. He's a resurrected man. Uh, he he never gave up that humanity so that he could be our bridegroom. And, and that's the astounding part. I, I mean, it would still be a whole lot to understand and, and swallow if after he gave his life, he just you know became the part of the Godhead that he was pre-incarnate, uh, but he didn't. Uh, wow. <laughs> ah, so, <clears throat> that is what we celebrate, God becoming flesh. Conceived in, in the womb of a virgin. Uh, another part of the mystery that, I mean, the whole incarnation has, has been attacked uh, from the very beginning. And the virgin birth is, is still being attacked. The whole idea of Jesus being fully God and fully man is, is still under attack. Um, but, but that is what Orthodox Christianity has believed for 2,000 years, and it's what we still believe today. So uh, I shared... John 1, 1 through 4, and also verse 14, as we started uh, worship tonight. In the beginning was the Word. And, and that goes back to the very beginning, pre-creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He was there. 
and a part of all creation, and we know he's still holding creation together. <laughs> and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So what I want to do tonight is read that story from Luke chapter 2. It's probably my favorite thing to read during this season. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> but I do have to take my glasses off to read. And if I ask you later where they are, they're right here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And we could go off on a really long tangent there, but we're not going to. <laughs> and while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Do you think? <laughs> Do you <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would go. <clears throat> and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, 
pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for, for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day, and coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So, what I want to look at briefly tonight is who who were the people... Uh, who recognized Jesus when when he was born and and shortly thereafter you know we hear a lot about the the shepherds and you know the revelation that they received was was just a picture of the grace the mercy of God uh i mean they're they're out there minding their own business <laughs> Uh, you know, I 
I, I really doubt that they were the most righteous group of shepherds that, that were out in any field in, in Israel at the time. Uh, but God just chose them sovereignly to, to receive this revelation. Uh, and and they, they were obedient to the revelation. I mean, they went with haste <laughs> to go see if, if what this whole heavenly host that, that they had seen, if, if, if all that was true. And then when they saw it, they knew it. And, you know, I, I just, I bet, a day did not go by for the rest of their lives without them telling that story to somebody. Because, I mean, just think about it. There had been 400 years without prophetic revelation in Israel. And here these guys are, just regular, lowly, humble shepherds. And, and they get to see not just angels, but a whole host of, of the heavenly hosts, so probably other heavenly creatures in addition to angels, and, and hear the choir sing praises to God and, and, and to get that wonderful revelation that the Savior has, has been born, and, and then to go see it for themselves. But they're not, they're not even the ones that I really want to look at there, there was Simeon and Anna. And, and this is when Jesus, uh, a, a few days old, oh. <laughs> a few days old, goes to the temple uh, to be dedicated. Uh, and, and Simeon is there, and uh, he had received a word from the Lord that, that he would not die until he had seen the consolation of Israel. And, and what that means, the consolation of Israel, is, is essentially the Messiah who would come to restore Israel to its glory. And this, this is what all the devout Jews were, were looking for at that time. But Simeon was one who was seeking the Lord and close enough to the Lord that he was right there. And when he saw this baby, his spirit knew, there is the consolation of Israel. I, I can now die in peace because I've seen the Messiah. And, and the deepest prophetic revelation is given to those who are truly seeking. So we know that Simeon was one who was truly seeking God. And then Anna, uh, a special prayer warrior, married at a young age, for seven years, and then she dedicated herself to prayer and fasting in the temple until she was 84. 
And that's how old she was when Jesus is brought into the temple. And she also recognized Jesus as, as the Messiah. So we're, we're only aware, uh, I mean, the, the shepherds, they, they just received a gift. God's mercy, God's blessing to, to see. But we're only made aware in the word of, of these two, Simeon and Anna, who, who knew who Jesus was when as, as a little baby, <laughs> and we're going to be seeing some little babies <laughs> again, <laughs> uh, when he came into the temple, they knew who he was. For everybody else in the temple, oh, what a cute little baby. Wouldn't you want to be one of the two who, who knew? <laughs> well, Jesus is coming again. And we, the people of God, the bride of Christ, are, are called to, to watch, <laughs> to be watchful. In, in Matthew 24 and 25, there's, there's really two admonitions that Jesus gives. And Matthew 24 and 25 are, are probably the two chapters in the New Testament that are the most detailed about the return of Jesus. And when the disciples asked Jesus in Matthew 24, you know, when, when are you coming? What, what is the sign that, that we can look for when, when you're going to restore Israel? And the first thing he said was, make sure you're not deceived. <laughs> so that's one admonition. So we we know the word. <laughs> we know the one who is the word, who is Jesus, who's also the way, the truth, and the life. But we also know what's in the written word. And and we have the Holy Spirit to help us understand. <laughs> so that we are not deceived. <laughs> and the other thing that he says is at the end of the first parable in Matthew 25. And it's Matthew 25, and that is the parable of the ten virgins. And they're all looking for the bridegroom to come. So they're all believers. But five, remember, have no oil, and five have oil. And the five with oil, they, they were all asleep when they heard the sound that the bridegroom was coming. So they all woke up, but five had oil in their lamps, 
which is is symbolic of a a living relationship with the one who is the word with with Jesus and and being filled with the holy spirit so you sow to the spirit you reap life you you sow to the flesh you reap corruption to have our lamps filled with oil is to have the practice of sowing to the Spirit so that we have His life within us. And, and they were the ones who were invited into the wedding feast of the Lamb. And, and remember, the, the really sad part of that parable is that the other five, the door was closed. And, and they got there late because they had to go get oil and they knocked on the door, but but they couldn't get in. And it's right after that that Jesus says this, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And, and so, <clears throat> that Greek word is Gregorio, and it it means a lot more than just to watch. Uh, it's to give attention to God's revelation. And and that says to me to be like the sons of Issachar, who knew the time that they were in and they knew what to do. A mindfulness of threatening dangers with conscious earnestness and an alert mind. In other words, not to be asleep in either our spirit or our soul. It involves a duty of vigilance combined with prayer in regard to when the bridegroom will arrive. That, that, I think, is, is the, what really kind of sums it up. It's, it's a duty of vigilance combined with prayer. So it's watch and pray. It wasn't just look and have your eyes open, but it's, it's to be engaged <laughs> uh, with what God is doing and in prayer for what God is doing with regard to when the bridegroom will arise. Because Jesus is going to return for a bride who has prepared herself and made herself ready. And he's, he's coming for those who are looking for his return and desiring his return. And, and we know that Simeon and Anna, they, they probably weren't the only ones, but it probably was just a handful of people who were really praying for Messiah to come. Others were, were hopeful, but they weren't actually engaged in the process of him coming. And 
it's going to be kind of like that <laughs> when Jesus returns. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those people that Simeon and Anna are, are pointing to for the return of Jesus. <laughs> the ones who know <laughs> that he's, he's coming. <laughs> and and those those who are engaged in actually bringing him through prayer because it, that's how the bride the bride who has made herself ready is going to be crying out for him to come because the bride who's ready doesn't want to delay the wedding supper anymore. And and that I believe is is who we're called to be. Uh, if if God is calling us to be a house of prayer, and I believe he is, part of that is is being engaged uh, with our hearts in what God is doing and how God is preparing the body. And, and, and part of that um, <clears throat> is, is something that Arnie shared, I think, a few Wednesday nights ago uh, out of Colossians 4, a prayer uh, about Epaphras. And, 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 and we don't know much about Epaphras. Uh, we, we don't even know that, that he was really a, a leader. He, he was uh, one of the church from Colossae who, who was helping Paul. But yet, this, this is how engaged he was in, in prayer for the rest of, of his church body. It's Ephesians 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. That's that's awesome. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is what we're looking forward to from Revelation 19. Because Jesus is coming back for a large bride. <laughs> Not large in terms of <laughs> overweightness, but a bride of many, many individuals. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Uh, so Revelation 19, starting in verse 6. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, 
and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. So that that is that's a huge number <laughs> of people who who are crying out. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. So I, I just want to close uh, by praying that prayer over us from Colossians 4. So, Father in heaven, I, I pray for us as a body that we would stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. I pray that we would be part of that bride who has made herself ready. And that we would be all invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And we look forward to when Jesus comes to earth once again. And we know that his glory will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. So, Father, we give you thanks for Jesus' coming. We give you thanks for him being the perfect Lamb of God. We give you thanks for him being our perfect and great High Priest. And we thank you that he is interceding for us even now. And we bless him and we thank you in his name. Amen. So, have a blessed Christmas tomorrow, since we won't see each other, <laughs> and watch and pray. And yes, we are going to have communion together, we're, we're going to share it together. So when Jesus initiated this at, at the Last Supper... The words that he used to the disciples were, were the same words used in a betrothal from a, a bridegroom to, to his bride. And I, I just want you to enter into that uh, thinking tonight. So... <clears throat> Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken for us.
We thank you that by your stripes we're healed. We thank you that we were actually crucified with you and we choose to enter into your death that you might live through us. So as we receive and partake of, of this bread, we, we receive your life and we thank you. And Jesus, we thank you for your blood that cleanses us from our sins. They are removed as far as the east is from the west. You said the cup represented the new covenant. And, and we receive and we choose to enter into that new covenant with you. You the bridegroom and we the bride. And as we drink the cup, we are saying, yes, we, we enter into that covenant with you. Mm. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. <laughs>